Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. And today we will be discussing how chess principles can help you raise a kid. Yeah, H1, H1 got you. If you got a kid, H1 got you. If you don't have a kid and you want a kid in the future, then H1 got you there too. And if you don't want a kid at all, then, you know... If, if something happens on accident, H1 got you too. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. I got a few chess principles that can help you not only play chess better, but can compare to raising a kid. And there's no articles on this. There's no articles on how ch- chess principles can help you raise a kid. There's articles on how chess reflects, uh, how chess can change a kid's mindset and make them smarter and whatnot, but there's no articles on comparing chess to raising a kid. So I was thinking, maybe I can have a few pointers on this, right? Even though my kid is only two years old, I got a family, and I think I can have a few pointers on this. And I'm going to keep on giving my pointers and keep on giving my, um, um, just through the years, just keep on giving my advice on what I've learned and what changes. And who knows, when I'm 20 years old, uh, not 20 years old, when I'm 20 years in on being a, a father and I'm like burnt out on doing this crap, I'm going to be like, I learned a lot and everything that I said today means nothing. But, you know, I might be heading to the right direction. So let's just get to it. Let's just get started on this next segment on how to raise a kid with chess. Yes, sir. (laughs) Let's talk about chess principles on how to raise a kid. First tip that I want to give you is... You usually need four to five pieces to have a successful attack. And I say this a whole bunch of times, just making sure that that is nailed to your head, that that is ingrained inside of you. How does this have anything to do with raising a kid? Well, you know the principle, it takes a village to raise a child, right? And that's pretty much what I'm comparing. When I got my first child, not only did my wife's grandma help, but the whole family helped out with the process i remember having the baby shower the register the registry and we had diapers for months months not not years months because babies use the bathroom a a lot more than usual like it it was crazy it was like eight times a day It it was insane but at that moment you know it was cool because a lot of people helped out. A lot of friends helped out with that. And not only that, we had clothes. We had a pacifier. We had all the baby stuff that we needed to get through the first few months. And I was happy about that. And my wife was too, because everything that was on the registry was hit and she was Gucci, right? And so the family definitely helped out. And hey, the principle still stands that the village... Uh, you need the village to raise the kid. Now, during the epidemic, the pandemic, we didn't 
really have help on the babysitting side. We didn't have a lot of people coming inside of our house and helping us out um, because we was trying to stay safe and whatnot. But we know that if everything was back to normal, the family would have helped a lot more. Now, the second principle that I would like to talk about is preparation is key. Now, being prepared is important. And one of the things that I didn't know that my wife knew is that the, the day near first three months, I had to wake up with this kid every three to four hours. And it wasn't, it never hit the fourth hour. It was every three hours to feed the baby, burp the baby, and rock the baby back to sleep. It, it was just those three things. And, and change the baby, of course. And it was tiring. It was so tiring. Now, I was tired for work, but I still got about four to five hours of, uh, of sleep each day. With teamwork, of course. And I say four to five hours instead of like six hours because we, me and my wife would exchange things. So um, she would wake up, she would hit like two, two sleep cycles of the baby, and then I would hit two sleep cycles of the baby, right? And so we would at least get four to five hours. And me and my wife, we we were these uh, type of people that didn't just go straight to sleep. You know what I mean? So it took like an hour, 30 minutes just to get straight to sleep. And I... It was a very hard moment because I've never felt like that in ages. And I was just this young guy, this young dude, um, 22 years old, just 21 years old. It was 21. Just realizing, wow, my life is super unimportant right now. And I got to make sure that this kid survives. (laughs) Because if the kid doesn't survive, then that's my fault. And it was it was just a precious moment just to realize how the kid can humble you into realizing that, man, I need to be more not selfish. I need to actually give it my all to take care of the kid. And so that's what I did. My daughter, she was a sweetheart. She didn't cry that much, but, you know, I was... A young man just being prepared for the worst and I got through it at the end with time and dedication we finally found a pattern which I'm gonna be talking about and the next step but still I would like to say that um, a few more things on a preparation is key part is that um, as my child my daughter got older um, she started doing things that I do, right? She started seeing me do things, repeating my words as she spoke. So I would say, don't use the phrase, do as I say, not as I do, as you're growing up. Because kids and adults are moved by what they see, not what they do. Not what they say, I mean. And you have to lay the foundation as a parent by your actions and talk is cheap too because I talk all day to my daughter and she still don't follow every single word that I'm saying maybe she doesn't understand it but sometimes I think she does because she gives me that weird look and then she pouts a little bit but it's just a weird moment just to see that she's doing what I she pretty much is doing what I do like if I read a book then she gets a book if I um 
and watching TV, then she wants to watch TV, but it's like her shows and, and dang Coco Melon. Coco Melon. Man, why is Coco Melon so so big nowadays? It, it's crazy, but hey, my daughter is addicted to that show, and I tried to get her on like Baby Einstein and other stuff, but nope. And now, now she says the word Coco all day long. I don't even get it. But anyway, preparation is key. Um, one, one other thing, too, is that, like, you can prepare, and many parents will say this, but you can prepare all you want, but it's never enough. My my wife, she baby-proof our entire house the best she could. And our daughter, she likes to climb, she likes to run at things, and she could barely walk but she was trying to run and hit her head on the coffee table and babies just find out how to hurt themselves in unique ways even when we're watching and it's too late you know it is just it's going to happen as long as the baby don't you know as long as the baby's okay at the end it's it's fine as long as the baby don't have to go to the er it's it's fine and she was just having fun at the end of the day if you treat the baby like it's hurt then they're gonna treat they're they're gonna be hurt but if they if you be like oh snap what what happened then they're gonna be like i I don't know you want to watch watch some more coco melon and i'm gonna be like yeah let's do that with that um big knot on your head Oh my goodness, toddlers are something else. Yeah, my, my child is two years old, so it's it's just a, a whole different journey nowadays. You know how um, when a kid gets older, parents going to know this, but like when a kid gets older, they, they talk about the terrible twos, and I'm in it right now, but I don't want to treat it like the terrible twos, because when you have that mindset that it's the terrible twos, then you're, you're just going to be thinking about that the whole time, but I'm trying to be more positive, and my, my wife is too, and we're both encouraging encouraging each other and she i'm glad that i have her uh, to really um she is really doing the best work that she can to um, take care of the child while while i work and drive semis and whatnot but anyway um the next chess principle which is pretty awesome is don't give up now i put this in there I know it's kind of self-explanatory, but but I put this in there because most people give up in chess too much, and some things with raising a kid, people give up too. And it's good to be consistent, establish rules, and follow through with them. Like, for example, I read this book. It was this baby book. I forgot what it was called, but I, I skipped to the part where... Um, it was talking about how parents can get their sleep again because I was really tired at this moment and I was just trying to find ways just to get my daughter to sleep and if my daughter can get to sleep then I was like hey we're cool like then then I can actually you know be be functional at work and be be sociable again to my parents and to my brothers and sisters and my family and my friends and me and my wife can have a a good relationship again right and so i was reading this book and it said to do this do that do this do that i found myself for like a whole week sleeping 
just I, I, I told my wife, hey, I'm going to get our daughter this week. And she was like, fine, cool. And so I got her. And it was to the point where I was trying to get her to sleep at 8. It, 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 the book said to get her to sleep at like 8 o'clock so that she can already get to that rhythm of going to sleep at nighttime. And so I got the baby to sleep at that time. At first, it was like every six hours she was getting up. And this was after like three months, right? And she was, she was going to sleep at six hours but then i would realize every time she would get up she was uh, cranky still and then the book was saying that well she should still be getting about like 12 hours of sleep and i was like okay let's try this then and so it was just me and my daughter and we was definitely like trying to work things out i was trying to get her back to sleep you know keep her in the dark don't don't show the tv to her don't no no lights at all it would just be me and my daughter and we would have this bond each night um she would sleep in my arms and and it, it was it was just a good moment it was a good bonding moment but eventually we got to the point where not only would she would she sleep eight hours but sometimes she would sleep more than eight hours and nowadays she would sleep 10 to 12 hours and so me and my wife really worked this out where it, it was pretty fascinating the, the point that we're at now uh, from where we was in the beginning where we was getting no sleep to now she's sleeping 12 hours and we don't ever have to rock her anymore we just sat her in the crib and she goes to sleep by herself with her little bear and it, it's pretty cute it, I do miss those times I'm not gonna lie but at the end of the day, um, you know, as a parent, you want your kid to be independent um, on their own when they're growing up. And I know like at two years old, you, you can't be saying that that's too early. But at the end of the day, that two year old is going to be an adult uh, in the next 16 years. And I don't ever want to think about that. But I know that this is going to be good, uh, especially for the future. Now, another tip I would want to say, just just uh, spitballing here, is that the threat is greater than execution. Now, a lot of people have thoughts about this. A lot of people have different parenting techniques and whatnot. But there are there should be consequences for bad actions by your kid, and each kid is different, and each kid needs their own set of discipline when I when my daughter said no to me for the first time about something it was very surprising that she came up with that word (laughs) it was very surprising and um I did I'm not just gonna go ahead and just get the get the belt out and whoop my kid that's not that's not the the, the action that should come after that that's 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 just bad parenting at that young age you just got to understand the circumstance but um each kid is different and all i'm gonna say on that point since you know everybody has different parenting techniques is that there should be consequences for bad actions so that the kid can grow up to be um just it can be a normal kid in the world you know to know that hey 
I can't do that. I can't shove this pencil up another kid's eye. You know, your kid should know decent moral manners with going to public school and whatnot. They, they should know before they grow up. And they should just know this stuff so that they can build friendships in the future. Right. And that's that's the goal. And that's why this is like a loving arrangement of discipline that has to happen. And it doesn't always re, uh, it doesn't always have to be resolved with the belt, but it could be resolved in other ways. And so sometimes my daughter, she would be like doing something, probably like looking at a glass cup or something that's full of water. She just tries to grab it like she can drink out of it like a big girl, but she can't. And then I'll just look at her. I say, what, what, little H1? I'm not comfortable saying her name yet. Hey, give me some time. I'll be like, little H1? And then she'll look at me. She'll look at me with her, with her little, her little eyes. And then she'll try to do it again. She'll reach for the glass cup and I'll be like, when? Yeah, little H1. (laughs) And then I'll get up a little bit. And then she'll look at me. And then she'll just get away from the glass cup once I start getting up just a little bit. And then I'll just grab her and then we'll just watch some chess tournaments and whatever. I don't know if that works yet completely. We'll see as she gets older and if she becomes like a good communicator and actually uh, obeys what I say. But in the meantime, she likes listening to me than the mom. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Fathers, we are up right now. You know what I mean? Okay, last tip. Just have fun. Just like you do in chess. You know, you don't want to make it such a... um, a stressing moment just thinking that everything is bad that there's so many cons you know what if you have a kid just spend time with your kid go on vacations i took my kid to the 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 omaha zoo one day and i i mean my wife took a we we me and my wife took our kids sledding when it was snowing and it was my first time sledding i never went sledding as a kid but i took my daughter sledding we fell a couple times it was a it was a a huge hill but it was fun and i'm always going to remember those moments even as i like become older than what i am now even as a a 40 year old i'm gonna be like i remember when you was a young girl and we went sledding for the first time together and you fell in my lap and you fell we we tipped over when going down that hill and your mom took a video do you want to watch the video right quick and yeah those those are just going to be some good moments so i would like to end this off with just saying remember this moment are the good times this moment that you're having right now is the good times it uh, this is the good times you know how when somebody talks about the good times all the way in in the past well you're going to be talking about this moment with your family or yourself or your friends 15 years in the future you're going to be like you remember that day when we did xyz 
So if you have a family, that kid, that uncle, that niece, that that nephew, just spend time with them. That daughter, that son, you know, we're just all trying to do our best. And I, I follow the principle that like relationships are really important in life. And if you don't have relationships, then what's the what's the point of living? I don't want to be isolated all my life. I don't want to just think about me all the time. Why can't I live for other for once? I'm H1. I'm, I'm supposed to do that. That's why I'm doing this, this dang podcast is so that I can just speak to others. So those are my principles. Hey, tell me what you think. Um, I don't know. I haven't did an H1 rant in a while. And guess what? I, I only went through this. Uh, I, I'm only doing this. This how chess principles can help you raise a, a kid segment. Because I got a surprise. I am having another kid. Another daughter. I'm going to be a father of two girls two girls and it's really exciting I'm, I'm glad to have healthy children and that's all that I want and that's all that I want to raise um, I found out about this a few months ago back in the last week of November of 2021 it was the week that I I think I missed the episode it was it was that week where uh, it was probably Thanksgiving week Right, it was probably that week where I missed the episode, and um, I, I didn't, I didn't really know what to think about this situation. And so, I'm really excited. I've been excited for a while. Me and my, me and my wife is, and hopefully, I can get her on the podcast pretty soon so that she can explain how she, how she's thinking and how she's preparing for the next kid. And I know this is a chess podcast, but I just felt like since y'all are family, y'all are part of the H1 fam, y'all had to know. Why not? Why shouldn't y'all know? Y'all gonna see it on Instagram anyway. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm H1 Chess. You know what I mean? So, thank you for listening. This is a, a precious moment. And let's get to the conclusion of the episode. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, Sometimes I can ramble on, but I know that you are here for the right reasons to learn about chess. I was chess with some chess understanding. And H1, 
can have a soft side, even though I talk about, you know, obliterating your opponents and on the chessboard, of course, not in real life. You don't you don't need to bring that in real life. That's what the game of chess is for. And I'm glad that you can share this moment with me since you are the H1 fam. So, hey, stay tuned for this next episode. Please follow if you're on Spotify, YouTube, you know, etc. Please follow so that you can stay notified on my next episode. All right. Is that Gucci? Is that good? Are you pushing P? Are you pushing P? I'm hoping that you're pushing P. Hopefully you're not being a wood pusher, but hopefully you're pushing P. Okay. Hey, thank you for picking H1 today. And peace.